This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise the Lord. Amen. You ready for the word this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, God is so awesome. Let's just go in prayer. Father, we honor you today, and I just thank you for making my tongue as a pen of a ray writer speaking your very words. And Father, I just thank you for giving us hearing ears to hear what your spirit is saying. And we endeavor to give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, praise God. God is so awesome. Well, I'm going into a new series this month. Praise God. And God is so awesome. And the title of my series this month is Keys to an Excellent Spirit. Keys to an excellent spirit. And, you know, I was motivated to um, do, do this series because I think we all can go higher in God. How many people can go higher in God? Amen. And I don't know about you, but I want the best that God has for me. And, and I want to be able to position myself um, in, in where, where I can receive the best that God has for us. And I really don't, uh, you know, I, I believe that there's some Christians really walking in the fullness of the blessing. Some may be walking in an average blessing, and some may not be walking in too much of a blessing. Is there anybody in there can relate? Amen? How many people are blessed too much in here? Okay. <laughs> How many people are just blessed enough? I don't have any hands. <laughs> How many people are just barely making it in this place today? Well, this might be the right message. Amen. Don't don't be telling me you're struggling. I'm struggling, Pastor. Amen. You're surviving. No, God wants us to thrive and not just survive. And I know there's a lot of people in survival mode. And so we need to get out of survival mode, get in, actually get in revival mode. Amen. And so we're we're going to be talking about, you know, um, uh, we're going to be going to the book of Daniel and look at Daniel uh, chapter 6, verse 3. I'm going to say this, that we serve an excellent God. Amen. We serve an a excellent God. God is excellent in all that He does. Yes. And so, and God really expects us to be excellent in all that we do. And let's look at this because um, we can get some keys through Daniel and, uh, and, and Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. But let's look at Daniel 6, uh, verse 3. It says this, then Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and, and set traps because of an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So we see here that um, right here, this is where it says in the Bible that Daniel had an excellent spirit. And any time that we walk in an excellent spirit, uh, promotions on the way. Amen. And so, and so we see here that he had an excellent spirit and the king went, you know, was thinking about setting him over the entire region. Uh, here's another one in Daniel 5. You may just, just back your page up. Daniel 5, 11 through 12 says it this way. Uh, and this was uh, when, you know, uh, Daniel actually went, you know, he was under actually four kings. And so this was, uh, this was another king, King Belshazzar, which was the son of... Um, of uh, Nebuchadnezzar. And so here um, it, it says here, there's a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar was your father. Your father is the king talking 
uh, to Belshazzar, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and the, and the soothsayers, insomuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, explaining enigmas, were found in Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will give the interpretation. And so really, you know, I could just catch you up on this, but, uh, he, uh, you know, King Belshazzar needed uh, an understanding of some writing that was written on the wall. Amen. Have you ever heard that term, the writings on the wall? And Belshazzar did some wrong things. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you about uh, one of the keys to, to maintaining an excellent spirit is honor. Honor. Somebody say honor. honor. Amen. And so honor is, one, is the first key. Walking in honor towards God and walking in honor towards people. And when we get a revelation of how important God looks at honor... And as we start honoring God and we and we walk in honor towards others, we can't help but go up. Amen. And so so we see this and um, and we see that Daniel and let's we'll take it to chapter one in Daniel and we're going to look at Daniel one. And this is what happened, of course, uh, you know, because the Israelites did not honor God and because they started worshiping idols and other gods and they, fors- and they forsook God, um, it opened the door for the devil to come in. They had to be judged. And what happened was uh, Babylonian, uh, the Babylonians came in, and uh, they came in and they, you know, destroyed Israel and took them in, uh, captives. And they took the best people to raise up uh, to, be, to serve in the king's court. And so they took the, the, the best people. And, and so here uh, you have... You have Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and they came in to the, to the kingdom. And notice this, they came in to be raised up. They were smart, good-looking kids, and they, were, they, were, they came up to be raised up in, in the knowledge and understanding of the Babylonians and, uh, and to serve in the king's court. And one of the things you think about is they were away from their homeland, and they were away from people that were really over them. They were actually kids at that time. They may have been in their teens. But they, but they had a, um, a faithfulness to God. And it says here in Daniel 1, 8 and 9, this is really good. Because you think about it, sometimes, I don't know, you guys ever go out on vacation? Yeah. Amen. Sometimes, you know, the enemy will try to make you, you know, will try to tempt you and say, well, nobody knows you out here. Amen. And you can kind of cut up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I, oh, am I in, in, a, in a church full of sanctified people? The devil never tempts you guys, right? But the enemy will try to tempt us. Oh, you're outside of your, nobody knows where you're at. And so he will try to get you doing things where nobody can find out. If you go to Vegas, nobody will find out. What's, what, what stays, you know, if you go to Vegas, it stays in Vegas, right? Now, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You, you can catch something from Vegas or you can lose everything in Vegas. Are you hear what I'm saying today? You can bring something back you don't want to bring back from Vegas. You just, just think about it, okay? I'm not going to elaborate this morning, okay? And uh, so it says in Daniel 1a, but Daniel purposed in his heart. Now, listen to how this is worded. 
Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And and it's interesting it focused on Daniel because I think Daniel was the leader in the pack with all with his friends and they were looking to him uh, towards leadership. And, you know, he could have done what some of us sometimes do. And I'm talking about walking in honor this morning. He could have said, listen, guys, we're not going to eat the food. We're not going to drink the wine. We're just going to push that away. And we're just going to go ahead and just eat the vegetables. And we're just going to we're going to just going to, you know, stay true to God that way. In other words, he could have done it like under the table. But no, no. When you're a person of honor, when you're walking in integrity, you're going to talk to somebody about what you're dealing with. And what he did was he spoke to uh, the person that was taking care of him, the head person, and he, and he requested that, uh, that, that they would be allowed not to drink the wine or eat that food. He requested of them. And so he wanted to be open and honest. And sometimes, uh, sometimes the enemy will try to get you to, to, to go on the dark side or go... You know what I'm talking about. Amen. And, you know, you know, I one time I and, you know, that's for everybody. You know, it's like it seems sometimes it seems easier to be under the radar. But that's not integrity. We got to walk in honor. Amen. Amen. And, and sometimes walking in honor, sometimes when we walk in integrity, it seems like that we lose, but we always win with God. And so here, you know, I remember one time I was working on my house and uh, and we we were, uh, you know, we, we contracted with this with the city with, through the federal government. It was a special uh, uh, housing program that, that fixes your house up. And we had a problem with something. And in the contract, it said we couldn't use any other contractors to get it fixed. We had to use the contractors that they assigned to the house. And and um, and so uh, I. I, I didn't read the contract, and, and, uh, but my wife did. And I said, I'm going to get another contractor in here to do the work real cheap. I know somebody that can do it. I don't need to get these guys involved because it's going to cost a lot more money. They're going to charge me more money. And, got, and, and Yin said, you can't do that. I said, what? You can't do that. I read the contract. I said, but I didn't. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I didn't read the contract. See, I, I'm not liable for something I don't know. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And so I said, I didn't read the contract. I got mad at her. Uh-oh. You read the contract and you're telling me, why did you just keep me dumb? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because now we're going to have to pay more money. And I knew I was kind of in that gray. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. You guys connected with me this morning. I'm telling off on pastor. This was years ago when I was a baby pastor. Say I'm growing. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're growing. Amen. So I got really mad at Yin, but I knew she was right. Do you ever get, you know when somebody's right, they have the integrity, they pull the integrity card, and it just makes you mad because you know they're right, and you want to defend your position of crookedness? 
Is it just me? Now, I know some of you are, are white, as, uh, pure as a driven snow in here, amen? I know none of you try to go under the radar. How many people go about five miles an hour over the speed limit? Okay, we won't go there. Because, you know, it's okay. They're not going to pull you over five miles over. It's still breaking the law. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyway, I had to go tell the guy that was over the project, hey, can it, uh, and she said, why don't you just ask? So I asked, and they said, you know, we never had anybody ask us that question because it was a government program. They, they actually, it was a, a loan that the government gives you, and you don't have to pay it back for 25 years. So we were able to fix up our house. Because of, you know, the income bracket that we're in. Amen. And so um, and so but the guy said we never had anybody that wanted to pay for anything to fix their house. They always wanted it on credit. Of course, we had money in the bank. And and so we got permission. We got permission. Amen. We did it right. We could have did it wrong, but we did it right. And so God worked it out anyway. And I want to say this, that it's better to be honest and straightforward and forthright than to try to kind of work, work your angle. Amen. See, lots of people are trying to work their angle. They're trying to work a special angle to get what they want. Why don't you just ask God? Why don't you stand in faith? Stop working those angles to see how, how much you can get from people. People aren't your source. God's your source. Amen. So it says here in Daniel uh, in verses 19, 20, it says, Then the king interviewed them. And, and, and this is and this is the blessing. I want uh, this is the blessing. Um, uh, in Daniel one seventeen, it says, and, "And God gave these four men because they had integrity and honor. God gave them knowledge and skill and all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And then then in Daniel nineteen and twenty, uh, chapter one nineteen and twenty, it actually says that that the king examined them and they were." 10 times better than all the other people. So when you're walking in honor and integrity, God will give you special gifts. He'll give you favor. He'll give you... Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You don't have to do it crooked. You can do it right and God will bless you. Amen? And so, and so we're talking about honor this morning. And, 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 we, and we want to uh, honor God and we want to walk in honor and integrity. And when you do that, you can look at yourself in the mirror in the morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because what is the enemy trying to do? If we're not doing the right things, what it does, it, it hurts our faith. And what the enemy's trying to bring is condemnation into our, into our equation. He's trying to sink our faith boat with condemnation because when you look in the mirror, you, you, you know there's some issues. And th- this is really when you look in the mirror. Some of us aren't looking in the mirror. Now, now I'm not saying the physical mirror. I'm saying the mirror of the Word of God. See, the Word of God is likened to a mirror. And, when, and God will reveal truth to us in His Word. But some of us, if we're walking crooked, we don't want to read the Bible. Like, I didn't want to read that contract. Because as long as, it doesn't, as long as I don't know, I can claim ignorance, right? But, you know, in a court of law, you can still claim ignorance and still be convicted of the crime. Amen. Right. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Can I get an amen or oh me? So, so Daniel had an excellent spirit. And so one of the keys of honoring God 
is honoring God with our time. Amen. We want to honor God with our time. You know, the Bible says in it's a familiar scripture. It says in Matthew six thirty three. it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And so we want to honor uh, uh, God with our time. And uh, and we, we find this that that there were people that were against Daniel in his day. And, and there were other people around him that was jealous of Daniel because of the favor that he had with the king and because of the grace that he walked in. And, you know, when, we, when we're walking right and trying to do the right things and we're walking upright, um, you know, people are going to get jealous of you. Amen. And they're going to want to take you down. And the devil's going to try to get, take you down. If he can't get you to walk crooked, he's going to get people coming against you and, and trying to, you know, point fingers at you and try to make you look like you're, 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 you're doing something crooked. He'll, he'll try to destroy your character. And so Daniel had these people that knew him. And the Bible says that Daniel, um, uh, they knew Daniel and that he would pray Three times a day. Think about that. I believe he prayed as soon as he got up in the morning. He was he was honoring God with his time. And so so there's some keys about this that Daniel was putting God first and they knew this. And so the enemy, you know, his critics had the king set up a law that if if he if he worship anybody but the king's God, more, you know, within that 30 day time frame that he would be thrown into the lion's den. And this is really cool about Daniel was, and this is really cool about his critics. His critics knew the character of Daniel. They could not find anything in his character that was wrong. And they knew that, that Daniel wouldn't go against his God. And so Daniel, what was interesting about Daniel was that when he, he heard the decree and so he opened up his windows and he prayed like he always did. He didn't allow the enemy to distract or deter him from seeking and serving God. Yeah. And the enemy will always try to distract us and deter us from seeking God. And this is the key here that that Daniel, you know, um, they knew that Daniel uh, had a, uh, that he was consistent in what he did. That he was predictable. That's my word. Daniel was predictable. They knew that he did this every day. And my question to you is, if you have an, uh, you know, to have an excellent question, uh, excellent spirit, are you predictable? And what, are, what do you mean by that, pastor? I mean that are you predictable in how you serve God? Or do you have a time where you spend with God every day? Are you predictable where the enemy can't, you know, get get to you, where he can't distract you? Are you predictable in coming to church every Sunday? Quiet in this church. Are you predictable? I mean, you know, no matter what's going on, if it's raining, if it's if, if, if it's sunny out, if it's if it's cold, if it's hot, are you still coming out? Are you a fair weather friend or are you committed to the bitter end? What is a fair weather friend, you may ask? Well, you're only a friend with the person when things are going well, but when things are not going well, you're out of there. 
So you're only, you're only committed to the church when you want to be committed to the church. Or if you're not feeling right about it, you're not showing up. But see, if you're going to have an excellent spirit, you're going to show up. Regardless how you feel, what it looks like. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I, I say this all the time. You'll beat 90% of people just showing up. Why? Because, see, you're in training. Say, I'm in training. And the enemy's out here, and he's trying to take people out left and right. And, you know, the enemy's trying to keep us from coming in to get the training that we need to survive the week that we're moving into. And the enemy has already traps, and he has already things that he's already strategizing to knock you down. And if you don't come in for some training, if the military doesn't, you know, if you don't go in, I think, what is the six week training program or eight week, you know, for the military and, and before they go into combat, they have to teach these people how to fight. And this is what you're learning this morning. You're learning how to stand in your faith and you're learning how to fight the good fight of faith. And the devil's taking Christians out left and right. See, I'm not going to be one of those Christians. Amen. And so, and so you're in here and we got to get consistent. We have to get, we have to be predictable. Amen. See, what it is, is the devil knows that we're predictable on the opposite side. What do I mean by that? Well, when he pushes your button, he knows where you're going to go. Instead of when he pushes your button and gets you out of peace, he knows that you may go to the alcohol. You may go to the drugs. You may go to these things to comfort you, to, to mask your pain to, for your therapy. But we need to go to Jesus. Amen. And so the enemy knows that if he can push your buttons just enough, you'll move into those weaknesses that the enemy wants you to move into so he can destroy your life. But you, you don't want to be predictable on that side. You want to be unpredictable with the devil, but predictable with God. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, you're going to be predictable. When you get up, you're predictable. You're opening the Bible. When you, when you get up, you're dropping on your knees. You're worshiping the Lord. You're pre- you, you do it like Daniel did. And the reason why his critics and his enemies knew that he would go against this decree because he was so predictable and getting up, worshiping the Lord three times a day. They knew that that was the that was the key to his power. And he wasn't going to give that key up. And we have to understand that, that that it's 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 important that we, you know, are uh, excellent in our time and how we handle our time. Look at your neighbor and say, get excellent with your time. Amen. Ephesians 5.15 puts it this way. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. I think one of the biggest ways that the enemy knocks a lot of Christians out is through distractions. We get so distracted. I was working on this sermon and I was and I was on the Internet and I was pulling some information up and, you know, something jumped out there, wanted to pull my attention to go that way. Are you? And it would have slowed me down. It may have been something legit, 
you know. And so, and so, uh, you know, and I, I, I ignored it. You just got to ignore those temptations to draw you off. In other words, a key to excellence is stay in focus. Some of you aren't even focused on what I'm preaching right now. <laughs> You're thinking about what I'm going to eat when I get out of here, man. <laughs> Some of you are already you know, writing your list of things to do today. The enemy wants to keep us so busy and distracted. Yes. Look at look at the Amplified here in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. I love the way the Amplified puts it. It says, therefore, see that you walk carefully, living your life with honor, purpose and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as the wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. That's powerful. I'm, I don't normally read the Amplified because it would take me years just to get through a chapter. Amen. But I like the way it amplifies. It says that we need to live our life with honor, purpose, and courage. Amen. We don't want to tolerate evil in our days. We want to overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. And the enemy will always try to get us into that place where we're compromising. And what we compromise to get or to keep, we'll eventually lose. Amen. And so we can't be people that compromise. Can I get an amen there? Amen. amen. We have to be predictable. Amen. And another thing about Daniel in this is that, you know, he opened up his, the windows. He opened up the doors. You know, he wasn't ashamed of who he was and who he was with. And if you're going to go higher and have a spirit of excellence, you cannot be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't be what I call an undercover Christian. You can't be a spy Christian. You can't. Are you hearing what I say today? Do they know that you're a Christian where you work at? Do they know that you're saved? <laughs> or are they wondering? <laughs> Do they know that, that? I mean, is your is your faith speaking? Amen. I mean, are you are you are you uh, you know open with the gospel? And I know, and I'm listen. I understand integrity, and, and you know, you need to be you know when you're at your work, you need to be doing your job and not witnessing all all day long, and that's another side of integrity. Amen. But you, you need to be, you need to, people eat, do you pray over your food? Amen. Yeah, well, there's people looking. I don't want to look like a nut. So I'm just going to eat my sandwich and get a stomach ache later. You know what I'm saying? No, are you praying over your food? It's a witness that Jesus is in your life. Amen. Are you praying over, are you, are you, are you proud of the fact that you are a Christian? Are you letting it be known? Even see, 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 Daniel. You know, he he didn't care. He, you know, he was going. He was saying, "Listen, even even a civil law wasn't going to keep him from praying." And you know, even if they had a civil law that said, "Listen, you can't pray over your food," are you going to obey the civil law or are you going to obey God? 
Are you, gonna, are you here when I say to you today? Just because there's an ungodly law out there. You know, some people are bucking ungodly laws. And you know what? And they're going through court and they're winning their court cases. Some people don't believe in, in, in funding abortion. I think it was Hobby Lobby that did not believe in funding abortion in, 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 in their, and they're a, a billion dollar, you know, company. And, and they were coming against, I mean, the, the government started coming against them. They weren't going to put that in their health, you know, for women to be able to, to, to have an abortion on them. Amen. Amen. And so, you know what? They won the court case. Thank God. God will. Listen, you stand for what's right. God will have your back. And they were willing to risk all. They were willing to risk their business. They were willing to risk money. Are you, man, I'm getting out of my seat. Are you willing? <laughs> Woo, glory to God. What are you willing to risk for your faith? What are you willing to risk to be called, you know, a Jesus freak? What are you willing to risk? Hobby Lobby was willing to risk their entire business. They were willing to risk going to jail. There's people in countries that they're outlawed to. You know, they, they can't have a Bible. They're, out, they're not supposed to be proselyting. They're not supposed to be preaching the kingdom. And they're doing it anyway, even, and even undercover. And they're getting thrown in jail for it. And we can do it freely. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So what I'm saying is that if we're going to have an excellent spirit, we can't be ashamed of who we serve. We have to serve the living God. Amen. And so, again, you know, uh, having an excellent spirit. And, and Daniel had an excellent spirit. So, number one, we have, an, we have to, uh, you know, be excellent in our time. That we need to understand that the days are short. That we need to be putting God in our equation. Amen. You know, number two, that we need to be excellent in our talents. You know, in what God has given us. And in other words, we need to honor God in our talents. Are we using our giftings just to build our kingdom? Or are we using our, our talents to build the kingdom of God? What we have and what God has blessed us with and our abilities. Are we, are we being the light that Jesus is calling us to be? Amen. Or are we just using it just for self gain? Just using our, our giftings for our own self? No, listen, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we need to use what we got for the glory of God. We need to use everything. It doesn't matter if you're a cashier at Walmart. You know, you be the best cashier you can be. You get there early or on time and early is excellent. You, you, you have a great attitude. You, 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 you be the best that you can be and you let your light shine. And when you're on break, you bring your Bible, you read it. People start coming to you, asking you questions. You start praying for people. And I'm telling you, you'll create a revival where you're at. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Are you allowing your talents, uh, you know, what God has given you? Are you, are you using that to expand the kingdom of God? And we need to be using that. We need to use whatever we have to expand the kingdom of God. Let's, let's look at something here. Let's look at uh, Romans 12. Let's look at Romans 12. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
And this is really good. Just hang tight with me. You say, Pastor, I didn't know I was going to get slapped down this morning. You're not getting slapped down this morning. I want, I want God to give you, I want you to walk in the best that God has for you. And, and what it is, is a lot of times we, we start making it about us. And you know what? It, it, we, the longer we walk, we got to realize it's not about us. We're not the center of our world. We should not be the center of the world. Jesus needs to be the center of our world. And what the enemy wants to do is turn it around and make it about us. But it's not about you. Amen. It's not about you and, and your blessing. No, it's about others. And when we make it about others, then, then it will be about you. In other words, you can't give, you can't outgive God. You give God time, He's going to give you more time. He's going to show you how to redeem the time. You give God your talent, and He's going to increase your talent. He's going to grace you and multiply you even more. You can't outgive God. Amen. Can I get an amen here? Amen. Or an oh me? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's look at this. It says here. Um, it says here. Let, uh, let me back it up here. It says here in verse 3, it says, For I say through the grace given to you, this is Romans 12, 3, working down. For I say through the grace given to, uh, given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but uh, that he ought to think soberly as God has dealt with each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Notice that we're all connected. See, that, you see, this is where, where honor comes in. You have to understand that's not just about you. And that's why, you know, when you come to church, it's, you're not, hopefully you're not just coming just for yourself. Because when you come to church, you're connected to the body. We're all together. We can, you know, bless one another and, and, and honor one another. And are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And you don't realize you just being showing up can encourage somebody else. And then God can use you to enhance somebody in the church. Maybe God gives you a word to talk to somebody, a, a word of encouragement. Or better yet, maybe somebody gives you a word of encouragement. Or maybe a Holy Ghost handshake because you need some money. Boy, it's quiet in here today. My God. I'm, man, this, this message is going over like a lead balloon. But anyway. So anyway, so, so it says, So we being many are in the body of Christ and individual members of one another, having the gifts different according to the grace given to us, let us use them. In prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberty, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Boy, that's a, that's a mouthful, Pastor. But listen, as we start doing these things, I'm telling you, God will raise us up in the kingdom. We need to honor God with our talents. Amen. And God will, oh man. Man, there are so many people 
then I look across the 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 Christian community and people they started out as worship leaders and 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 they're still worship leaders in their church and 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 then they and then God starts giving them songs and pretty soon they have albums and pretty soon they're going on tour and God is blessing their socks off. They're just not they're not just doing worship on Sunday mornings. They're doing worship during the week. They're going to big meetings and God's blessing them and then 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 God's allowing them to have albums and God's bless Now you hear what I'm saying to you today. In other words, God will bless you. God will increase you. God will multiply you when you start using your gifts for the kingdom of God. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And some of us we're 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 not happy. We're you know we're because what it is a lot of times is that that we're not walking in the fullness of what God has for us because we're still self-centered. We're still focused on ourselves. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? And number three. We need to honor God. And this is the spirit of excellence. We need to honor God with our finances. We need to honor God with our money. And your money, everything that comes in to your, you know, your treasury. I know you work hard for it. Some of you are working 40, 50 hours a week. You work hard for it. And your money represents who you are. Amen. It's your blood, your sweat, your tears. You're working hard for it. But God gives you the grace to work hard for it. He gives you the talent to do what you do. He gives you the strength in your body to do what you do. He gives you the favor with the people that you work with. And we can't forget God in our work. And we need to learn to put God first place in our finances. And if you want to be excellent and walk in excellence. See, see, God. Amen. God would like to bless some of us a lot more than we're being blessed. I'm talking about financially, but he's held back from blessing us the way he wants to. Why? Because we're, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing in our finances. And so it hinders God from pouring out the windows of heaven blessings you cannot even, you know, contain. So you were hindering God. The Bible says that the Israelites, they hindered God. Can we hinder the almighty God? You sure can hinder God. How do you hinder God? Well, you know, the Bible says in, in, in the Gospels that the people of Jesus' hometown hindered him from doing mighty miracles. Why? Because of their unbelief. They hindered. We can hinder God from operating and blessing our lives because of our unbelief. How does that connect with our finances? If we're not giving like we're supposed to, then we're not truly believing that God's word is true pertaining to giving, pertaining to sowing and reaping, pertaining to uh, giving and receiving. We're not really truly believing him in this area. And so it disqualifies from us walking in the blessings and the fullness of the hundred measure. Amen. And I don't want to be disqualified in that area of my life. In other words, I want to be faithful in tithing and giving offerings and be faithful in it. Some people say, yeah, I'm a tither. I, you know, we hear that a lot of times, you know, and uh, I'm a tither. And, uh, and, I, and you got to qualify that person. You are a tither. Yeah. Uh, uh, can, can I qualify that? Do you tithe every paycheck that comes in? Do you give a tenth of your income to God plus offerings? Do you do that? Well, no, I tithed one time three years ago. That's why I'm a tither. Just tithing once does not make you a tither. 
or I tithe every other month or whenever I feels right or when I'm not when the bills aren't too high that you know that's sporadic tithing and that's good and I'm not against that and we thank you for that we'll, we'll receive a sporadic tithe we'll receive a consistent tithe we will even receive offerings but you're not going to receive the best that God has for you unless you get predictable with your pay te- check Boy, it's quiet in this church. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And then when we get predictable and we say, this is what we're going to do no matter what, because we don't want to hold back the blessing. If God's not holding back your blessing, you are holding back your blessing. I'm holding back my blessing. If we're not doing what God wants us to do with our finances. And some of us say, well, uh, Pastor, you don't know I'm on a fixed income. I have a limited income. Uh, you know, I, I, I have to manage this money. No, no, you, 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 you're, you're, you're putting it on yourself. Once you put it on God, once you put your finances in God's hands and watch God opens the door of grace. And when you start doing that, I'm telling you, you will walk in the 30, 60 and 100 fold blessing of God. Did you receive it this morning? I'm telling you, I want to encourage you to go higher. I want to encourage you to move forward in your walk, in all these areas, in your time, in your talents, in your tithe. Go higher. See, this is, this is not a message just for you. It's a message for me, too. I, I need to go higher. I need to go higher in every area of my life. And as we do that, as we honor God, we will see God honor us and we'll see the blessings that we've been desiring of God. And, and, and people will look at us and they'll say, wow, you are blessed because you're walking in excellence. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today and we just thank you that you're so good and so awesome. And I thank you, Lord God, that this is a new day and maybe there's areas where we need to tighten up in. Maybe there's areas that we need to, you know, get faithful in, uh, honor you in, Lord. And I know we all can go higher in the different areas, in our time, in our talents, in our ties. And Father, I just thank you that you're moving on hearts this morning. And the key here to walking in the best that God has for you is to put him first place, to give your life to Jesus. And if you've never made that commitment, maybe perhaps you're new, your first time in here today, or maybe you're watching online. You, you, you know, this is the key to walking the best that God has for you is to give your life to Jesus. Say this after me and me in your heart if you're ready to do this. Just say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.